the nine to five job versus self-employment, we're going to be breaking that all down. Welcome to this episode. I'm Jennifer Moore. And I am John Cho. We are Asians with Money, and we're here to help you figure out finances. And part of those finances is obviously your employment situation. So John and I have both worked the nine to five corporate daily grind type jobs. And we've also both been self-employed and currently are. So we're going to be comparing and contrasting those two and, you know, giving you guys some tips as well. If you are interested in making that transition from the 40 hour a week job versus being completely on your own. John, are you ready? Yes, I am. I am excited to talk about All this right. just because I do have experiences with both. And there are pros and cons to both. So let's talk about it, Jennifer. For, sh- for sure. And this is something I don't know. Do you get mm-hmm. I get asked a lot about the self-employment situation, like how you did yeah. it or like how you walked away from your job. OK, so quick overview. And back a few episodes, we both talked about our work history. So if you want to delve more into that, you can check out the earlier episode. Uh, But John, give everyone sort of a brief overview on your time uh, working in like corporate America and having that Mm -hmm. the day job. So that day job, I was an accountant and I was getting paid $10 an hour. My hours were from 8 8 a.m. to 5 5 p.m. And I would get an hour of a lunch break and I would get paid $10 an hour. So if we do the math, $40 an hour... Let's let's do let's do the math here. Let me. Are we going to be depressed looking at these numbers? Forty in a week times ten, so four hundred dollars, and there's four weeks in a month, so one thousand six hundred dollars, and then there's twelve twelve months. So wow, nineteen. And then like overtime, I guess like you put in overtime, which is not a lot. I mean, let's just for the simple numbers' sake, let's just do twenty grand. So I was making 20 grand, like projecting 20 grand a year, but working 40 hours a week or plus. That's Man. that's the big bucks right there. Did mm-hmm. you get benefits at this job? And no, I, I didn't no. even get benefits at this job, although I was working a full time. Um, so pros in nine to five job, you know, you're going to get paid. Um, there's no that that's kind of nice. But at the same time, we'll, we'll delve into that. And also you kind of have like friends, like coworkers that you can uh, work with and talk with. Um, so it's like less lonely. But cons is you don't get paid for your skills or experience mm-hmm. skills or the value you bring in. You just get paid by the hour. Yeah, that's true. There's really no incentive to go above right. and beyond when you're just going to get paid the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that that's true. Um, I mostly worked in the the TV news industry, and I had a very similar salary as you. By the way, I was not even hourly. I was yeah. quote unquote salary, yeah. which reading between the lines, that means that uh, they could have me work like 60 hours a week and still be <laughs> making $20,000 a year, which, which really sucked. Upside, there were benefits, and I guess there was some semblance of job security, yeah. and I did get some paid vacation. But especially those earlier jobs working in news, they were extremely low paying jobs, uh, really long hours. And again, not a not a ton. Of, and also, I had a really crappy shift too. my shift. Um, I always somehow got stuck working the weekends or the overnights. <sighs> so for a while, my work schedule was 11 p.m. to 8 yeah. a.m. And uh, that was 
when you're in your early 20s, it's a little more doable. It's still kind of rough, though, because then on your days off, you yeah. can't, you know, you're trying to, like, kind of live a normal life. So I would mostly sleep during the day. And it was, uh, I felt like a zombie for most of the time, though, especially mm-hmm. on the overnight shift. So yeah. that's that's definitely a downside. Um, yeah, vacation. I remember I applied to one job, and it was a producing job in Fort Myers, Florida, and they told me that the first year working, I would get zero vacation. Uh, needless to say, I didn't go for that one, and it didn't pay very well. So there was there was no uh, yeah. yeah there there was there was no considering that one. Um, and another pro that you can see is like, and that's why people hate Mondays and they love Fridays. Yeah. Um, you get Saturdays and Sundays, yes. and usually when you work at a nine to five job, your work doesn't follow you after work and that's totally different when you're an entrepreneur like work might not even stop (laughs) so sometimes you have to make that discipline and say i'm not going to work after 7 p.m or 6 p.m or 8 p.m i'm not going to work after saturdays or sundays but that is sometimes dictated by how much you're bringing in business and how much demand you are in. Like when you're first starting, you better start working all those yeah. hours, all those days. So, man, you had it pretty good though. Cause I will say, I only had one job where the work mm-hmm. didn't follow you home. And again, yeah. I was not getting, getting paid that much. But uh, if mm-hmm. you can get a shift like oriented type job, th- those can be pretty good situations. Cause then, you know, when you're off, you're off and then mm-hmm. you don't have anyone bothering you. So, this yeah. is something I did want to ask you, John. Um, you, have you ever seen the movie Office Space? No, I haven't. Okay, you haven't? Okay, that needs to go on your list because it's hilarious. Yeah. So there's a scene in the movie, like this guy kind of gives up on his job. He's like, you know, screw this. I'm going to do whatever. And then he just kind of starts doing whatever he wants. But there's a scene in the movie where he really goes to town on a copy machine and he like goes berserk. So I wanted to know if you ever had moments or days at your nine to five where you just like we're about to lose it or maybe you had a meltdown. Did you ever have anything I, like that happen? Well, after the server job, I worked for a nine to five job for, and also, you know, it doesn't have to be nine to five. It's just a job. Like, cause I was selling cell phones and I had my uh, hourly shift and man, I was just like the first few mo- weeks and months, like it's fine because you're still new and you're like, yes, this is awesome. But then yeah, it's like the new after car that point. Thing. Yeah. After that point, you're just like, Wow. I'm sitting here getting paid $10 an hour. I hate my job. I hate coming in here. Like, is this it? Like, is this, is this going to be my life? Right. And I was looking, I was looking around and I saw people who stayed there for like 10 plus year. And I was like, wait, is this the way? Like, okay, I'll stay here, make my way up, get a little bit of raise here and there. Like, is this how life goes? And, when you're in that position with that environment and with those people surrounding you, you start thinking that is what life is. Like you just, you start thinking like everybody else. So I was just like, man, this is, this life is this depressing. Like, I don't want to live like this. Like I want to live those lifestyle dreams that, you know, you see on the internet, like (laughs) vacation, luxurious vacations like the stuff robin like leach you know right right and i was just like people. man i guess that just happens in in the movies and it w- i just felt like wow this this definitely has an impact of who you are hanging out around with yeah that's true mm-hmm. and and you're right like and i so i will say i had <laughs> i've had a lot of bad days working in news 
Yeah. And there, are, there were quite a few times, especially since I was under contract. So uh, there's a lot of contracts in television news. So you have to agree to work there for two years. And if you leave early, there's some sort of penalty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can sort of get around that sometimes, but I, I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. And there were some days where I would literally just go straight out to my car, get in, roll the windows up and start crying. I'll be honest that that's happened. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of it too, for me working the traditional job is uh, the management structure. If you have a great manager or a solid manager, it can really make your work life better. If you have a nightmare manager, your work life is going to be hell on earth. Um, so that makes a big difference too. I think a lot of people quit their jobs not even it's the job themselves itself, it's the manager or their supervisor. Mm-hmm. And that can be that can be pretty stressful. Right. And your mindset is completely different when you're working for a nine to job, especially when you're spending money. Yeah. So like when I was trying to buy a Starbucks coffee, I'm like, man, that's six dollars. That's gonna be 30, 30 minutes of my life, like to to get that Starbucks drink, because it's like six dollars per per drink. So I was a uh, so that's what you start thinking. Okay, I have to work thirty plus minute for this drink. But you know, when I when I became an entrepreneur, that changed everything. Like I didn't think about my hours. I just thought about okay, I just have to produce yeah. like call X amount of people or send out X amount of um, newsletters or or postcards, and I'm gonna get a reply back. Put it on put a house under contract and sell. So. For those of you who don't know me, I, I do a lot of real estate. Um, I wholesale houses and also fix and flip homes. Like um, that last month, I actually had a record-breaking month. Uh, I made forty-five grand check in in two weeks. Um, it's a little over two weeks, just because I was just waiting on the title, and I was also I went on a vacation and I said, "Hey, can we postpone the closing?" <laughs> Although it's crazy because. I looked back and I was like, wow, I just asked them to postpone for my paycheck of 45 grand. Like I would never think I would be doing that, but I, it was my wife and I, my wedding anniversary. So we're like, okay, we planned this and I'm not going to let anything get through, not even a 45 grand check, but that uh, took me like less than three weeks. Like the moment of sending the postcard, putting the house under contract so the 45 grand and th- I guess let's just say 45 and grand in three weeks versus 20 grand in a year. That's just huge. That's, that's yeah. big, big. Now would, would the John that was working as a $10 an hour accountant, mm-hmm. if you told him that, would he have believed? No, you? I would, no. I would freak out because for me to make 45 grand in that last job, I had to work there for two years, more than Ooh. two years, but I that's was able crazy. to make that amount in less than three weeks. For me, that was just mind-boggling, a little shocked. But then I realized, man, this is sky's the limit. This is like the start of of a new beginning. Like, so yeah, so like, but then here's the thing with entrepreneurship. It's kind of scary, lonely, depressing. Cause you don't know. Sometimes you make zero dollars. Like when I first started as a realtor, I made no money for two months and all my savings are gone. Uh, checkings are about to go out and so you have that factor of the unknown which is big and that's why a lot of people don't become 
an entrepreneur because yeah, it's, it's scary. It seems safer to stay at the steady paycheck. Right. And you had a pretty interesting trajectory into real estate investing because you didn't just go right from the nine to five to real estate investing. You went from the nine to five to being a realtor and then to becoming an investor. So I think that's a pretty good progression. And it's, you know, fairly, it's a, it's probably a little less jarring than just going, you know, if you just skip the realtor part. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? I will say that I do think people have a, a false sense of security at their nine to fives. Yes, 100%. I, we've seen, especially if you work in corporate America, they've got layoffs all the time. If there's a downturn in the economy or some sort of merger or something, I've seen people get laid off at the drop of the drop mm -hmm. of a hat. And there's never anything that's really 100%, you know, there's very few jobs that are really right. secure, especially in this day and age. So if mm -hmm. you're sitting there in your cubicle and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to strike out on my own because this is much safer, mm -hmm. that might not be safer in the long term. Right. So and that's that's the other thing about the nine to five is yeah. that, you know, you, you could lose your job at any moment mm -hmm. and there's not a lot you can do about it. I love that that you brought that up because when I was working as an accountant, I was in payroll. So I literally <laughs> saw what every person made. And here's the thing. The sales guys, yeah, mm -hmm. they sometimes they had a $1,000 a month day, sometimes less than that. But also sometimes they had like a $5,000 day. <laughs> so what I did was I, I added up their yearly income versus people that were getting paid like an hourly of nine to five. Wow. It was a huge difference. Like there was sometimes it looked like it wasn't, but yeah. So in the end it's those sales guys that made more money yeah. than the guys who were working nine to five. But, and I think the, the thing about entrepreneurship is you get lonely a lot. And also most of the time when you do stuff, you just don't know if you're doing the right thing, but you just have to believe or sometimes you are not doing the right thing and you have to start changing the work work behavior or habit or start targeting a different list, start targeting different data, a lot of trial and error, invest your money in, let's say, probate, but that's not working out, invest your money in here. So there's a lot of trial and error to perfect your list, to perfect your skills, but the more you do it, the better it is, um, the more money you're going to start making. So Yeah, that's true. I think one, one good thing about having your own business or being self-employed is that uh, you're incentivized to do more because you know that you can make more money. Whereas yeah. at the other job, they're not going to pay you anymore unless you're working on commission right. to, to work more. So that is a plus. Also, you have to admit not having a boss is pretty sweet, right? Yes, especially yeah. when you just want to go on a vacation or yeah. you don't have to call in. You don't have to say, hey, I need to go here now. Oh, okay, now I have to, since I'm going here, I need to find a sub, like someone to take over my shift. You don't have to worry about that. So I, I love that for sure. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and we both talked about that. So John, you went into real estate investing. I quit mm -hmm. my job at CNN to uh, do YouTube full-time, which is what I'm currently doing. But you and I both didn't just jump in cold we both uh, saved a bit of money up and we also both uh, kind of did like, the, uh, like I did my YouTube channels on the side for quite a while mm -hmm. before I decided to just jump full speed in. Um, so is that something you recommend for someone that's looking to transition from the steady paycheck to doing something on their own? Absolutely. Like um, have some capital saved up because you don't want to lose your house or your car. Like 
I, I had 15 grand saved up and that helped me. And almost, I almost lost all of that. And then I started making some sales. So definitely watch out for that. But I have to say that entrepreneur lifestyle is not for everyone. Yeah. And here's why. I had a friend, I have a friend who saw how I did and, you know, he's close to me. So he started seeing like a lot of changes. He started seeing like, oh, I'm buying a car, <laughs> a new car. Oh, wow. Like he's, he's paying for my dinner. Like, so like I start showing him the process. I'm, I'm really open of, yeah, I made this much X amount. And then, so he, he looks at me, he's like, you know what? I'm going to get my license and start, start. And so he did, he did start. But here's the thing. Once he started, he realized he had to do a ton of work and he started making excuses, starting doing, started doing other things like just not work related, just because like you have to have that self-discipline. And if you don't, you're going to fail. Because yeah, no. he, he was, because here's the thing, instead of calling people, he started playing video games. Oh, no. You don't have a, you don't have a boss, no. so you can do whatever, whatever yeah. you want. So he's, he started doing that, and I started calling him, hey, how many calls have you made today? How many contacts have you did? And he's like, um, you know, all, they all said no. Yeah, everyone's going to say no to your business. He's, That's he's just trying to sell game. homes on, uh, on the right. PlayStation Network, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So He's um, getting clients there. Yeah, so in the end, he had to... He, he couldn't pursue that entrepreneur um, lifestyle and he had to go back to his job. And that's just, that's just part of the game. And that's what happens if you don't put in the work. So don't become an entrepreneur. If you are not serious, you need yeah. to be going all in. Like I was door knocking eight hours a day. Like I was serious about my lifestyle and I had a strong reason why I wanted to get out of a, a $20,000 a, a year salary so you you have to have a good reason and you really have to work hard yeah absolutely i there's a lot of people out there that i like you like you said i don't think that would be right for them you mm -hmm. really need to have a lot of self-discipline and not need hand holding like you've seen the people at work where they kind of can't do anything without the boss telling them what to do those yeah. are not the people that should be trying to be a self-employed mm -hmm. it is a lot of work do you work more now as um, an entrepreneur than you did at, at a job, you think? My first year I did, but not now. Um, now I'm you're like, at a pretty good place. Yeah, but it's I still make more money than I did, but I don't work as much yeah. as I did. <laughs> so it's, so, it's kind of nice, yeah. You know what, though? But it seems like you've gotten your process a little more streamlined. And now you yes. also... Um, after you do things for a while, it gets easier and you it probably takes you Absolutely. less time, I imagine. Thank you, Jennifer, because here's the thing. This is at first it's the shotgun method. Yeah. You you start going everywhere, start doing this and that. And then once you start realizing trials and errors and you're like, OK, eliminate that, do this. So it starts to become a sniper method instead of a shotgun method. It's just like I now I only target a specific list and mm -hmm. data compared to like 10 other lists that I used to. And it's bringing in more results, more calls. People want to sell. So like for me, like, but that took a long time. Yeah. And sometimes I remember during my real estate years, like as a realtor, man, I was just looking at my bank account and getting no business, losing business from other agents. I was like, man, maybe this is not for me. It's just like, 
it, it, it got really discouraging. And entrepreneurship, I feel like that shows part of it. It's super lonely. And so I don't think it's for everyone. But so for those listeners, like you, I felt this and, and that's why I became an entrepreneur. I looked myself and I'm like, man, I feel like I need to be doing more. Like when I was working at nine to five job, I was like, um, I have a bigger purpose than this. Like that yearning was there like all the time. I'm like, I am better than this. I'm not meant to do this. I'm meant to do a bigger, better things. And I kept pursuing that feeling, which made me jump into becoming an entrepreneur, which made me work harder. So I feel like for those people that have that burning uh, desire, I think that's perfect for you guys to jump into an entrepreneurship. Because my wife is not like that. And she preferred to have a nine to five job mm -hmm. where she has a boss, where she's comfortable. There is more security in it um, because entrepreneurship you're not going to have security. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah. What kind of qualities do you think someone needs to have if they're going to be self-employed? Like I said, discipline. Okay. Uh, willing to work hard. And like, if you're like, for example, if you're jumping into an entrepreneurship and you play video games, don't <laughs> even play video yeah. games for a year. Like, yeah, you need to cut that out until you're in a right. space where you can literally you know, and yeah. then sometimes your brain says oh man you did x amount of work you deserve to, mm -hmm. to like take a break no no you don't yeah, you gotta cut yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the thing when you look at really successful people they outworked it's not even necessarily that they were the smartest one in that space right. they just really outworked everybody else right so there is something there is something something to that for mm -hmm. sure do you feel like you've discovered any sort of productivity or time-saving hacks that you want to share? Anything I, that you've, you know, you kind of figured out like, oh my gosh, now that I figure this out, you know, I get more time back in my day or I can do more? So what I do is when I used to work for like nine to five compared to this, like I, I had this mindset, okay, I have to start working at nine. Even when I'm self-employed, mm -hmm. I have to do this, stick on schedule. But now Sometimes like I don't even stick on schedule and like I go to jujitsu in the jujitsu in the morning. Uh, sometimes like today it was a weird day. Um, I took a break today and did not go to jujitsu. Woke up at 10. No, that's yeah, late. Nine, that's late yeah, for you. That's really nine late. or 10 a.m. And went went shopping to get some cooking stuff to cook some curry and pot roast and it was like till 12 p.m. And then all of a sudden, my one of my friends, he's a nurse. He was like, hey, I'm off. Do you want to hop on and play some video games? And I and I was like, you know what? I need to work, but you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here. So I was like playing for an hour or two. And then I got off and I started. I was like, okay, guys, I need to go. I started working, start making calls. And here's the hmm. thing. I got someone. I talked to someone. She said she's interested in selling. Like, And I saw a huge there's a huge profit over there. Like, but and here's the thing after this, I'm probably going to work because I didn't work earlier. I get to choose when to work because mm -hmm. it's not about what time you work. It's how effective yeah. you are with those time you work. So yeah. So sometimes it varies when I work. So, and I love that. Yeah, no, I like that too. Yeah. Cause like I, I tend to get more 
productive mm-hmm. later in the evening. So yeah, after we shoot this, yeah, I'll I'll do some. I'm probably gonna edit this uh, podcast yeah. probably right after we get off. Also, how did the pot roast turn out? I saw your Instagram. Story. Oh, it was good. It, it was, it was good? awesome. Okay, was that in an <laughs> instant pot? it was like a pressure or something cooker. like that okay yeah because i saw that and i was like how's he i saw you like searing the meat and i was like yeah how's he cooking that i was like it's in a frying pan but it's pot roast i was like oh okay yeah so that's awesome um and do you have any like what's what are after doing this for a while what are your favorite what's like your the thing you love and then the thing you hate about doing what you do the th- okay so and one thing i do want to add is if you're an entrepreneur like I said, most of the time you feel like you're not doing the right thing and you don't know if this works and it might not work and it might work, but you just have to be consistent for several months and then figure out, did it work or not? And if yeah. it didn't just throw that method away and start a new one. And so like you have to do those methods and it gets depressing because you're like, man, am you I just second working? Guess yourself in, yeah. And you're not am sure. I just working in vain? Is this yeah. even going to bring me results? So you have that doubt. But that's just part of it. But back to your question, Jennifer, what did you ask me? Wait, oh, so what do you love about what you do and what yeah. do you like absolutely hate? Oh, I love the freedom of time. Yeah. Like the the I love how nobody gets to say do this or do that. And I also love the fact that I'm making a lot more just by Yeah, yeah. For the record, yeah. John, you're well into the six figure range. So yeah. John uh-huh. is somebody who you really are making this happen. So you're a high quality individual and you're you're definitely someone that could be giving advice on this topic. So that's why we're talking about it. And then the cons, like I said, so I mean sometimes you don't have you don't have anybody to talk to, but I mean you get used to it. It's like a lone wolf thing. You can talk to yourself. Yeah, or, you talk know, to myself. Ca- like, you got the cats in the garage, man. You could just right, go out there right. and pick up a kitten. So and you don't have you don't have a lot of friends to- like <laughs> yeah. that that are you're close to. And like I said, when I had like coworkers, you know, I would hang out with them, do this yeah. and that. But now you know, if I talk to them, like the topic is absolutely different. They're still talking about, you know, either selling cell phones, doing this and that, like nothing about entrepreneurship, the struggles of entrepreneurship, like what, what, how they're doing, what they're doing, what they've tried, what kind of experience they had. It's just different. And, you know, like good, the good friends that you had, it's just your path just becomes different. And, it's a much more lonelier, but yeah, I it's mean, definitely, I like it. you don't yeah. really have a lot of time outside work and family for other things. I've, I've definitely noticed that I, I for sure hang out with people like a mm-hmm. lot less. And I noticed you, do you find it helpful? Cause you found that investor groups. So do you find that connecting with those people has been helpful? Yeah. I mean, we've, I've, some of them I've actually asked the question cause like, um, my postcards y'all, so here, here's my yeah, postcards. The postcards. Yeah, these awesome postcards that I send, and I was just like counting up how much I was spending on stamps. Yeah. And St- I was an idiot. I was. You're I was probably those, keeping the post office in business in I was, your area. I, I was buying those fifty-five cents, and then I realized there's the thirty-six cents one, and oh. I'm like, Oh, is oh that the my post- gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. There are stamps that are. Meant I was for, an um, idiot, and then postcards. I was, but I was still realize. asking people like. Hey, what are the methods? I know some of you guys sent a thousand plus. So teach me like, so those guys are like actually messaging me what they do. 
And so I, I love that group. They helped me. I've helped them. So it's just like-minded people, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have a question for you from me personally. At, when you find you're getting really busy and you want to hire help, uh, what's like the first area you have looked to to hire somebody to help you? Well, the first area was phone calls, but okay. sometimes it's hard to trust people. That's true. They don't like, for example, I hired two, 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 two girls to call for me. And I also used the software system where I could track like who they call, what they did. And Ooh, it, and it what got ridiculous. Well, in an hour, they only called 12 people. So okay, I was just like, that's, that's not a lot. Yeah. I was like, hmm. In one, yeah, one hour. That's one uh, hour. I was like, like, how long hmm. were they, how long were they on the line for? I, I, I looked uh, at it like, it, and some of them, like most of them didn't pick up, which is normal. Okay. But then that like, means that they shouldn't be on the phone yeah, that like, long. Yeah. Guys, like, you know, I hired you. So, like, so, but right now, I'm just doing like this one man operation. And I mean, I'm trying to scale my business. I'm just trying to amass a little bit more capital. Like, for mm -hmm. me right now, what I do um, works. So, I also have another friend who's spending a lot of money, like a lot of overhead cost. He has his overhead cost is a lot more than mine. My overhead cost right now is less than a thousand dollars a month. Like, but I'm making like really good amount and I take home a ton of amount. And I have another, I have a friend who's spending like a lot more than that, you know, five to ten thousand dollars a month. And he is barely taking home anything. And I was just looking so at it's not that. always it's not always how much money you spend on. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he's trying to scale his business, but, you know, he's not paying himself very well. Like, I mean, he qualified for the stimulus yeah. check. So I know, you know, he made under amount, a certain, yeah, amount, a certain money, amount. And I'm like, wow, man, like you just need to figure out how to, like, keep more than spending more. But I understand if yeah. you want to scale, you have to spend more. And for me, I'm still doing that trial and error. Like, obviously, those callers didn't work, so I'm not going to be investing in individual caller. It might be that they were someone that I handpicked out, or it might be that I need to hire someone at the call center, and I did. The lady I hired from the call center, she was cheaper, and she literally called over. She probably makes weight, yeah, more than yeah. 12 people in an hour. Yeah, she literally called over almost, like, 35 or 40 people in an hour which is crazy yeah um so because and texted people for me like uh but that method didn't work out as well so i'm more focused right now into um like sending mails and you know if someone can do my mail that'd be great or i could i know i could get in a subscribe uh subscribe to like a software system where i just type in the address and it will send it for me. And that means I just have to spend a little bit more, maybe yeah. three times more. But right now, I mean, this has been working really great. Uh, this actually, this is the thing that brought me 45 grand in three <laughs> in there less than three weeks. I wonder, so, is there mm -hmm. some sort of automated text system where you could text a bunch of people there, at one time? There is an automated um, mailing system. I just have to type in the address and it will literally send the mail for mm. me. So, so for you don't me, have to do the stamps. So you don't have right, to right. I don't have to do the stamps, do this and that. Stamps. Yeah, but that's true. You know, they do charge like fifty dollars an 
a month and also yeah. every time i send one they charge a dollar and so i've I already it, yeah i guess it depends on how much time it saves you exactly like if right. it's if it's if yeah. saves you 20 hours a month or something mm -hmm. like yeah, right now it'd be worthwhile right the reason i do this is because it has been bringing me a ton of returns mm -hmm. at the same time i haven't find another source but once i find another source where i need where it's gonna need my attention and time i'm gonna start you know using that kind of software system where it like automates and make it faster for me so i have time to work on this kind of source but like i said it's trial and error i've been trying to figure out which is best and it's just trying to perfect the art and so like i know some companies they they hire project manager they hire phone callers they hire salespeople. um but like i said the more you hire the less pocket you're gonna get uh, yeah, money you're gonna get but at the same time the more you hire you might get even more because it might be like a lot more automated uh, pretty much you're scaling your business let's do a plug <laughs> for you right now if you guys are in the pensacola area or the panhandle florida and you want to sell your house for cash call john Hold right now. If it's in good condition, just sell it retail. Yeah. I had I just had yeah. a weird idea. What if you what if you produced a really like strange but memorable commercial and like bought a bunch of YouTube ads for the Pensacola yeah. area? Like something that people would be like, what is this? Like sort of yeah. like those ads that you remember as a kid. They yeah. were really bad, but you remembered them. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, I remember that lawyer's ad all the time, you know, with the jingle. And you could you could be yeah. that guy for Pensacola. Where you're like John the home I don't know, the home slayer. I don't know. I'm just I'm just making this up. But I don't know. I, I get weird ideas in my head sometimes and I wanna I wanna let them out. Yeah. Um okay, so I'll I'll share my kind of pluses and yeah. minuses for being self-employed. I think a huge plus is is not having to do those like tedious little things at your job that you know are stupid and you don't think anyone should have to do those things. And now I don't have to do anything that I think is a waste of time or is really stupid. So that is one thing that I will say rocks about being self-employed. The thing that I also like is even though I'm working a lot more and I would say I'm, you know, like I don't really take a day off. But another plus is that I like what I'm doing. So to me, it doesn't really feel like work. Like it doesn't feel like a grind because I genuinely enjoy what I do. So that's a plus. A negative, I would say, I would say sometimes dealing, dealing with people sometimes can be a little, a little frustrating, especially since I think when people see you as, and you've dealt with this too, when people see what you're doing and that you're doing it fairly well, they try to come at you and like pick your brain or try to like come at you for help. And it can be a little difficult trying to balance how much you help people versus how much you have to keep building your own uh, business. So that is one thing that I would say is kind of tough is just the amount of traffic you get your way and kind of dealing with certain personal situations or business situations. That's that's that can be challenging. And that's something I don't I, I don't really right. like doing. And I think it's normal that people do reach out because when I started becoming more successful, yeah. all of a sudden contractors are reaching out. Hey, can I, you want to, do you have a crew or another realtor or another investors? Like, Hey, you want to jump in this yeah. together? Hey, if you find a property, you know, I'll pay you like 
like more people and then more dms hey i i'm seeing yeah there's there's just like a lot of noise you know and that's that's kind of tough i think i think it's i just take that as normal just because like Mm -hmm. okay it is what it is like people want to do the same because i notice like people love success and why not they they do like success yeah Yeah. and they want to be a lot more friendlier to successful people because i feel like they might learn something fewer Mm -hmm. things here or you know, maybe they the successful people might help them out <laughs> miraculously yeah. somehow. So, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I would also tell the folks out there if that's you and you want mm-hmm. to do your own thing, you're trying to learn about something. It's good to get input from people or you know look at what somebody else is doing. But there, another aspect to it is though, if you kind of can't figure some of these things out on your own, that may be an indication that it's not for you. Like if you need someone to hold, like again, to, you know, help you figure out every single aspect. So you have to you find can't, a way, a solution. Yeah, you, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, you got to find your own solutions to problems and not always rely on other people to carry that. Like it's you at this point. So that is something I would tell you. And that's something because I've noticed those qualities in people that sometimes reach out is that they're so like, they'll ask you a question that they could easily Google. And I would say yeah. if that's you, do the work yourself and find try to find Mm -hmm. the answers and not don't always just be like i need you to help me i need you to help me you got it like that's something you're gonna have to be an adult about and and really try to like work through it yourself right because because while you're pursuing your entrepreneurship you're gonna have a lot of hardships you're gonna you're gonna realize man this is not working like do i give up or try to find a different way like think outside of the box and keep working like that. Yeah, you have to do that. Like, for example, when you're at, when you were in school, there was always that one kid, like if it doesn't work this way, he would ask someone. And then if that doesn't work, he would also ask someone. He yeah. wouldn't try to put an effort to figure out himself. He would always have to need help. Like entrepreneurship, you have to figure out your own way. And sometimes it might work. Sometimes you might fail miserably, but yeah. that's just part of, part of, being an entrepreneur yeah but you got you got to try and you got to put your put yourself Mm -hmm. out there um well john this has been a really interesting journey through our self-employment overall though do you Mm -hmm. prefer being self-employed to being uh an employee somewhere oh self-employed absolutely like 10 out of 10 yeah 10 out of 10 i just love this lifestyle i feel like if i had to revert back to nine to five i would get fired the first What would you get? All right. What would they fire you for? (laughs) For just like doing my own way, coming on my own time. (laughs) Just because I just, I feel like after tasting the freedom and the self, like self-employment and the the income, I just, I just cannot see myself doing some things. Cause like, even if it was like $20 an hour, like yeah. what making 40 grand a year are you kidding me <laughs> like no way <laughs> would, would it be kind of funny if no we both way. applied for like entry-level jobs oh and see gosh. like see how long we last like working uh-huh. working at mcdonald's or something I'm, see how long that would be like but, Hello, speaking of that speaking of that i saw like a, a papa john's or a papa john or a pizza place and the delivery guy was driving this really nice mustang and i was just like come on man like you don't need a mustang if you're delivering a pizza like you know what though? you don't need to buy a car like that like save up and tra- try to transition so this is 
You know what though? Here's yeah. what I, so here's the thing. A lot of people during uh -huh. the pandemic, if they yeah. lost their job, they've had to like, um, do, do that job. So my husband actually delivers pizza and he drives yeah. a Volvo. A Volvo. Um, <laughs> but here's the funny thing. Yeah. He makes, he makes more money as a Domino's driver yeah. Then as the general manager. Oh my god. Is that not that's insane? Crazy. Maybe yeah, that's maybe crazy. delivery yeah, service is something that I've I'm never known you, about. Oh yeah, my if gosh. you're if you're working in food service or any tipped employee, yeah. it's very likely they are making more money than the manager. Oh very likely. Gosh. Isn't that nuts? And it's that, because um that just blew my mind. Yeah, at a lot of these places too, the managers can't yeah. they can't keep tips. So mm -hmm. they on, they'll only let the servers keep yeah. tips or like the bartender or the busboy. But the manager is typically paid on salary. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of sucky because they're working like 80 hours a week still yeah. on one salary. But usually their servers are making just as much, if not more, with less responsibility. Yeah. So that's the weird thing about delivering pizza is that a lot of the people who deliver pizza might be doing it as a side job. Because like mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey recommends that, but... I can tell you from experience, my husband's been doing it since COVID started. Yeah. And uh, he used to be a restaurant general manager. Um, and he used to also be an operation manager for a chain of pizzerias. Yeah. And um, he's making a little bit less money than some of the GM jobs. Yeah. But it's still pretty good. And he also gets benefits. And there's like no, you know, BS. like there's mm -hmm. no daily my life. I hate my life kind of stuff. So it's a pretty, you know, cush. so that's why you see those guys driving the nice cars. They're, I was and, just like, yeah, oh that's my why. gosh. So, and sometimes <laughs> they get surprised that my husband drives a Volvo, yeah. like a fairly nice Volvo. Is to it deliver. like a, no, I was, I'm talking about these guys are driving like the, these yeah, nice they're, Mustangs. They're, you know, and it depends like, on, also it really depends on the delivery radi yeah. radius. So if you are in, if you're working like for a Pizza Hut or something, and you have a very small delivery radius, that yeah. means you can make way more money because yeah. you can deliver multiple pizzas in one stop. Yeah. So you could easily be making $40, $50 an hour yeah. in tips delivering pizza. I guess so what I was trying to, trying to say yeah, was Yeah, it is like, a little, it is funny um, though. I mean, if you're making, let's say your car payment is like $600 mm -hmm. and you're only, you're making like, what, 1800 what, a month delivering pizza? Do you think... That's how much they make, or uh, anyway. Oh, they like, make way if they're way doing more? it full time. They make yeah. a, a lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's, but it's what really I was strange. trying to say was it's like very strange. Like, make sure you work, not to be paying off your <laughs> not, car. Not to be make buying sure, a car that you yeah, can't really afford. Yeah. Make sure that all the money that you work for is not going all to your car because that that's is, not that's not an asset. So that is a little insane. I, I do just think. Like, Oh, I do think a lot of people in that industry mm -hmm. are doing that job either as a second job or because yeah. they lost their corporate. Like some of these people yeah. like lost a corporate job or something. So the car is like a remnant of their yeah. former lifestyle. And I Does guess I'm sense? out of touch when it, it is, comes to it like weird. jobs. Cause like, I'm, Cause yeah, I you don't haven't have had a to job. Do a I'm just like self-employed. And the mindset absolutely shifts when you work from a nine to five to self-employed, yeah. like the concept of money completely changes um so like like when you're trying to buy stuff you don't think of hours that you have to work for you just think about your effort and time and sometimes you have to be you become creative yeah. so that that's what i love about self-employment and yeah, also I, the biggest thing is i don't have to call my boss that's yeah to go very to, a true. to take a vacation or stuff like that 
And you and I kind of have a similar way of thinking that when we buy stuff, we're like, can this make me more money? Or how this, yeah. how, how can I use this for my business? Or how can, mm-hmm. how can I use this to create uh, more money? So that's, that's another thing is, you know, when you, you know, you like to invest in things that can yeah. generate more income, like you buying a house, it's, that's not like the end goal. The end goal yeah. is to sell the house exactly. or, you know, if you can resell something or whatever. Okay. So do you have anything this week that you would consider Asian approved? No, I but think? I do had an interest, like a okay. big interest in this company called Revology. What's so- that? What they do is they have 1966 through 1968 Ford Mustang models. Ooh, okay, so you do like yeah. the Mustangs. I, just the old ones, all the old ones. So, you know, they have these old chassis, mm-hmm. but the interior and the engine and the suspension and brakes are all modern. So it's just like uh, this resto mod. So I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, the 1968 Fastback is on there. Let nice. me see how much it is. You know, like the R spec, the big, the best performance one is two hundred and fifty grand. I was like, Ooh. wow, Woo. But and then there's taxes, there's upgrades. So is uh, that what you're gonna get? You're gonna get one of those someday. Yes, someday. Like, and the and the crazy thing is, like, when I was working ninety five, nine to five, I would have never thought about like actually grasping that mindset of, oh, I can actually buy this someday. Like when I was working nine to five, it's actually a dream and it's something that it's not for me. But now as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this this will be affordable. Like, yeah, this could be doable. X amount of years or, yeah, you know, because like, hmm. I don't want to just spend money. I want to make sure I I I I'm set and my monthly income, passive income surpasses the either the car payment or it can buy a ton of it so i was just like man this this is nice so maybe and that's there, like another mindset shift yeah right maybe there. there's a way you could use the car to make money like you could yeah. um you could no, rent it out let, no, well, no here's it no. no you could you could let you could yeah. you could charge instagram models to take pictures yeah. in front of the car it's it's so nice it's like like the old chassis body it was they they make the chassis new so everything is new, but the looks of it is old. So it looks, my mom oh, had a man. Mustang. My mom had yeah. a Mustang that I think was between 68 and 71. 68 I forgot which year, yeah. but she bought, it was new and she had, she, she got that car. Uh, so yeah. the story behind that was that my, she paid for the car, but my grandfather picked out the car for her. Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't paying for it. He thought it was going to be an old lady car. So that's yeah. why he picked it. And then it showed up as a muscle car. And he was muscle. like, what? He was like, not, he was surprised. And yeah. she was, she was very happy about it because it looked really cool. Uh, she obviously, she doesn't have the car anymore, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. she did have a Mustang new during yeah. those years. That is kind of weird. So I don't know. Maybe she should have held on to it. I don't know. She should have held on she to it. Because these things. It. This thing, these things go for a lot yeah. now. <laughs> she, yeah, maybe that could have been her. Like a, yeah. she could have made like a lot of money. I don't know. That's makes me sad. <laughs> well, and he, she, she's yeah. very pristine with her stuff. So yeah, if she has a car, it's it, it looks immaculate. She doesn't yeah. do anything to it. It's very clean. 
And yeah. she tends to keep her stuff very like in pristine condition. She should have held onto that car. Here's the cars that I'm cool. going to buy: uh, the the Fastback, the Datsun, the Hippie van for my wife, and the Ford Bronco. I like. For my did wife. you just say Hippie van? Yeah, she loves right. this Hippie van, and this is. Oh, I love that. But and here's the thing: like, I would have never thought of a way to buy these. To buy a Hippie van. Like, just is it like, gonna have the beads on it? Yeah. Like. The beads and stuff and like some tie-dye stuff. Whatever inside. whatever way my okay. wife likes. <laughs> what is she gonna do with the van? Is she gonna like travel she, around the She wants country? to sell 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 like flowers out of it or there we like, go. Yeah. It could but, be like an Instagram yeah. backdrop for people. <laughs> exactly. For real. That's what everyone's yeah. doing. That's a really I like her dream car is mm -hmm. the is yeah. the uh the hippie van. Or I, like Scooby-Doo, the kids right. Scooby-Doo. And, and like I said, like, it. I've never been able to imagine buying some of these, like actually buying. But after being an entrepreneur, self-employed and making X amount of money, like I can now see myself down the future, like I can afford these. So get one of those things. Yeah, there there we one go. Of these things. So. There we go. Well, at the time yeah. this episode goes up, I believe the BTS single Butter will be out. So hopefully I've seen, I'm shooting this before I've seen it, but I already know it's going to be Asian approved because it's BTS. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say uh, BTS Butter, the music video and single, all English, by the way, is, is Asian approved on my end. And apparently the BTS group will be appearing somehow on the Friends reunion show streaming on HBO Max, which hopefully by this time I will have seen and loved. So guys, if you have not seen the Butter music video, um, go check it out. I'm sure it's awesome. I haven't even seen it yet because this is in the future. But I'm, you know, maybe we could put that in the hippie van. We could play some BTS and, uh, <laughs> you know, that could be the, a 70s kind of vibe. I don't know. I like the van idea, though. I think you should go for that. I think mm -hmm. the van sounds awesome. You could vlog about the van and. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a business. It could, yeah, selling the flowers, maybe some jewelry or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. What else do hippies like? I don't. I don't know. Maybe don't sell know. popsicle out of sell there. Pop, there we go. Sell some other stuff, you know, I don't know, from back in the day. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this has been fun, John. So next week, though, I'm very excited because um, if you guys have heard of Kevin Samuels, uh, we're going to try to break down Kevin Samuels from a business perspective. So love him or hate him. I hope I, I think that's what next week's episode is going to be about. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. All right, John. We'll, we'll, we'll head out soon, but guys, if you like this episode, be sure to hit the like button and leave us a comment or a question down below. Hippie van, yay or nay? <laughs> and what would you what would you do with a hippie van? Let us know. Well, that, yeah, let us, let us know. Let us know what you would do. Would you drive it around? Would you keep it for photo shoots? You know, use it to attract the ladies? I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to do. All right, see you guys later.